Welcome to another episode of Sports and Discourse with your host, Derek Stevenson. And y'all know I got my favorite reoccurring guest, my favorite Louisville fan, uh, Reggie Brown in the building. And we got to catch up on some Louisville stuff. Reggie, what's the temperature like with the Louisville Cardinals right now, bro? It's, it's hot. Gardening with each other. This morning, I heard this morning on the radio, uh, one of the fans, like, uh, it, it, it's loud right now, bro. One of the fans, like, basically not threatening someone's, one of the radio's son, but basically saying something about his daughter or son or something. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, it's getting crazy over in Coordination Land, man. Hey, man, y'all looking wilder than Kentucky fans right now, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Turn to someone's child, man. Right now, that's, to me, that's that's automatic ass whooping. Yeah. Uh, man, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was um, I actually was in the building in the Yum Center for the very first time ever for the Louisville-North Carolina game. But you know what surprised me? It seemed like it seemed like it was almost as much North Carolina fans in the building as it was Louisville fans, man. And it was a lot of empty seats. It's, 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 it's been like that. A lot of little fans that hop up, hop up the band with the Damn, you cutting out real bad, man. I can't hear. <laughs> you sound you sound like a bot, man. I understand we historically bad right now, but like you don't support your team when they bad. If you can support them when they good, you got support. Hold on, I'm over by the airports. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was real. A little bit, man, but I didn't get none of that, what you were saying. I said most of the fans that gave up year one on Kenny Payne, man, they, they ready for him to be fired. And I just don't get it. You know, you're supposed to supposed support your team, especially if you love his team. You're supposed to support them, support yeah. them through thick and deep, not when they just win. Right. So a lot of fans that gave up their tickets, and, and basically they said they're not even going to sell their tickets. They're just not gonna go to the games just to hurt the University of Louisville. Man, man, that's crazy, man. Um, I one one thing I gotta I gotta um give y'all some props on, man. I didn't actually know that the Yum Center was actually that nice. It's actually decent as hell, and it kind of made me a little mad because I said, "Damn, man, Kentucky got to catch up, man," because this shit is crazy. Because the the Yum Center is kind of on NBA level, and um. We a little bit behind, but oh, nice. I, yeah, man, and it and it's actually old now, ain't it? Ain't it like ten years old or something? About ten years, I think. I think they built it. I want to say two thousand eleven. I want to say eleven. It's the first year they, they played. No, 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 no. Last year we played Syracuse. I think that last game was in like. 2009 so they built in 2010 yeah yeah it, it's nice though man but yeah like i said that was that was really disappointing for me to see so many uh empty seats now one thing that i will say 
the people that came to the game, they seem to be into it. They seem to be, uh, you know, trying to cheer Louisville on. And Louisville was actually hanging with North Carolina. And I'm going to tell you what, uh, in my opinion, what tipped the game for them. Whenever Ellis shot that three-pointer and he, he barely kicked his leg out, and I thought it was going to be a three-point play. Well, I guess it would have been a four-point play. Uh, and uh, they ended up calling him for an offensive foul. And then it just seemed like after that, Louisville just fell apart, man. But um, the fans was definitely they, hey, they instantly, that's, that's what happens. They instantly give up after a bad, after a bad play happens. They instantly like, like oh, I'm done. Yeah. And then it just seemed like after that, uh, North Carolina was just – you know, just doing what they wanted to with them. And the the worst part about it was North Carolina uh, had a couple of dudes. I think Baycott was one of them. He was in foul trouble early in the game. So it really set up for Louisville to really do something special and knock them off, man, because I think they had Baycott, if I remember correctly, I think he had four fouls, like, with over 10 minutes left in the game. Yeah, 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 he did. He got his four five early. I want to say about ten. I used to say about ten, about twelve minutes more. I think that's four five to twelve minutes. Yeah, man. Um, and but it just uh, after that, after that, after that call he was talking about, it's like the energy just let out of. Yeah. You know they they they, they stopped playing hard, and I can't say that's something that Kenny Payne's gonna have to address because it has to be it gotta be easy to not give up. You gotta want it as a player. I played basketball. I played basketball on the West, so I played high school ball. I was a football dad, but I still played basketball, and I know basketball. You can't teach heart. You can't. It got to be easy. If your heart pumped Kool-Aid, your heart pumped Kool-Aid. It is what it is. Yeah. But the heart got to be easy. And uh, that's some of the things that Kentucky was struggling with a little bit. I felt like uh, they was just um, moping around on the court a little bit, not really playing hard. They wasn't playing aggressive. And um, when I was actually in the stands at the Yum Center, uh, I was sitting behind. I was sitting in front of a North Carolina fan that was screaming the whole entire game. And uh, every time Ellis had the ball, he kept going, "He gonna shoot it. He gonna shoot it. He ain't never gonna pass." Uh, do you think Ellis uh shoots too much, and or do you think that he's just the only one that just plays aggressive? Like, what you feel about his game? I feel like he's the only one that, that's out there playing aggressive, and uh. He does take some shots sometimes when people's open that he's that he hey pass the ball to the guy wide open. He does, does take some stupid shots. Oh, you cut out a little bit at the end. I, I said uh he does take some stupid shots sometimes. He takes some stupid shots. I agree with that. But when you're the only guy that can put it in the bucket. I mean, what what can you do at that point? Yeah. When you physically the on, only guy that can put it in the budget that can go get a but he he basically need him. He basically Yeah. Uh I, I and actually if, and if, and if he has an off night, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually uh you know, the couple of times I done watched him play this year, um he seems like one of the ones that could probably – he pretty much could probably do something close to what he does against any level of competition. Like, he he seems, like, decently consistent. Um, but he just don't really got enough out there with him. Or like you said, maybe they just not playing hard enough. 
the do you think they gave up on the season or are like do you think they just just ready to get it over with? I think they're ready to get it over with. It's 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 basically some of the players, same players that quit on the coach last year quit. Now, that's why Matt quit because the players quit. By the end of the season, by the middle of the season, when Louisville went on like a ten game, they went on a fifteen game losing streak last year. They they was done. You you can you can look in the person's eyes and know when they're done. I'm looking in their eyes now. It's like they play a good five, four, four to five minute stretch of good ball. And then one thing happens that don't go their way. It's always as done. Are they, they, they done. Yeah. They done. And I, and I do. Here, here's one thing. I'm not, I'm not going to blame Kenny for not having the players now. What I will blame him for, he had faith in those players. He feel like he had the roster that would, you know, at least win at least about 15. Might not make the tournament. I had faith in them where I was like, okay, they don't have that, they don't have that fire in them. They played bad last year. They're gonna try to rebound this year. So, like you said, before the season, I, I told you, I thought they could make the tournament. Yeah. Well, but with with Kenny not getting, with him not bringing in another guard to be able to help Ellis out, it, 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 that's, that's basically how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Um, but when you when you got an FBI situation hanging over your a cloud hanging over your head, and that's what people don't fail to realize. Like, I try to explain it in hood terms, because like if you get if you in the streets and you get in trouble and you on probation, you can't get in no more trouble while you on that while you doing that probation. Because if you do, you go to jail, right? Right. <laughs> so Lula basically was on probation for strippers. And then got in trouble for the FBI. Right. <laughs> so, at the point when they didn't know what was going to happen, they thought they were going to death penalty. So, Keys was like, no, we, we love Louisville. My brother is cool with P.J. Washington, y'all, former player. P.J. flies him out the games. Matter of fact, he's going to Atlanta this weekend to watch P.J. play the house. I'm talking about, I'll pull up. I'm on my way to work now. I'll pull up on my brother at work. He can FaceTime P.J. and P.J. don't pick up. PJ will tell you, and PJ tells him, the kids want to go there. They don't know what they didn't know at that time what the situation was going to be. Now that the cloud is behind us, give this man a full time to recruit. Because when people fail to realize, oh, he's supposed to be a high level recruiter. Kenny was in the NBA for four years. Right. He went to the NBA. Yeah. So most of these kids in the 2023 class. He's not gonna know. They're not gonna know him because he wasn't on the retrail on the trail recruiting him. Right. You don't recruit in the NBA. You scout, but you don't recruit. Right. So like I said, I was just like, man, give this man a full time to a full recruiting cycle. Time to hit the transfer portal without the cloud. Now everything's gone. Now, now I'm putting the pressure. Now, now this is when I say, okay, you need to put a better better team. They could put a better effort out there on the court. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think um, that that's going to have to be the main focus uh, is the transfer portal? Like, is there anybody left in 2023 that they could grab that could be like a contributor or do they got to go straight transfer portal? Uh, I don't think there's anybody left that they can, that they can go out there and grab true rides. We already have two troop recruits, you know, Caleb Glenn and uh, Curtis Williams. They forwards, though. So this year you just don't have to hit the transfer portal hard, 
see what you got coming back because you know you probably don't have Fabio coming back, Devin Reed, Mike James, Kamari Lands, uh, probably Brandon, Brandon, uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield. He's probably going to come back. Ellis, Ellis has a COVID year, but will he want to come back and deal with another year of college or will he want to go overseas? We don't know. We don't know. I know Sidney Terry has another COVID year, but I'm done with him. <laughs> I'm done with him, bro. Like, it's just you got JJ training. I think he'll be back. So you need to go get to a couple. About you know, two guards, maybe three guards, and possibly another, another, uh, another center or power forward. Let me ask you this question, because um, I'm pretty sure this is going to start happening at some point. Do you think that they should just throw some NIL money at somebody that has a starting guard? Like instead of waiting on the on the transfer portal and waiting for kids to decide they want to leave, do you think they should start recruiting players from other teams now, like starters? I, hey, I think they should. I think they should. Now, one name that popped up was Sky Clark. Sky Clark went to Illinois. You know, he left the program early. Yeah. And that could be a good guy. You know, you can – now you can go start selling. Look, now with the product that we had on the floor this year, we two and what eighteen, yeah, seventeen. You can go all, all, all spots is open. Right. Shit, we actually so, yeah, uh, no, needed Sky yeah, Clark no, this but, year. Yeah, we could have, we should have had Sky Clark this year, but Sky Clark, Sky Clark wanted wanted to guarantee him that they was gonna play in the tournament, and at that time he couldn't. At that time, we didn't know the decision on the NCAA, and he just could. He Kenny's that type. He's not gonna guarantee. Something he can't promise. You know, if he'd guarantee Tyrese Hunter and all those kids, hey, we're gonna make the tournament, nothing's gonna happen. If he could see the future and knew that, and for you gotta make a kid believe you too. Believe in you. Kids do believe in him. People believe in him. I believe. But what he inherited was not what Chris Mack inherited. Chris Mack inherited a Final Four team. Right. <laughs> that Rick built. What Rick built. Payne didn't inherit that. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. Everybody keeps saying, "Oh, we, man, just a couple years ago, we we was number one playing Michigan. Oh, we we was number one for a week. We, the stadium was packed. We was playing Michigan. But look at the players who was on that team. Yeah, David Johnson, Jordan Jordan Nor, who's play for plays for the Bucks right now. Stephen Enoch, who's overseas. You had a Dwayne Sutton, Malik Williams. You had nice players on that team. So, for people to, to, to say there's talent, yes, there is talent on this team. But talent doesn't always result into wins. Right. People say they, 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 they don't like recruits until they can be, you know, oh, well, oh, he's a number one player in the country. Oh, well, he got to come and play college basketball to see if he's a dude. Louisville don't have dudes. We have one dude with us who's been on the team and has declined. Every year, bro. It's even this is match recruit. He has declined every year. So I'm tired of that talent BS. Like, oh, it's, it is talent on this team. Yes, there is a little bit of talent on this team. Not enough talent to result in wins. Yeah. Do you uh do you see him winning any more games this season? Is it gonna be tough for him? Or how many are they gonna get? 
I'll be lucky we win three games. <laughs> man, oh, I, man, I just, I just don't. I, I think they done packed it up. I, I, I think they, I think they done packed it in, man. And what needs to happen? This, this season needs to come to an end. We still have two months left. We still got to play, dude. We still got to play Virginia twice. Uh, Georgia Tech and Notre Dame, the Boston College, who you thought would, would be easy wins, are now not considered easy wins. Yeah. Boston College so, really should have beat Duke, honestly. Who? Boston College should have beat Duke, honestly. And Boston, and, see, and Boston College, they, they playing in games with tough teams. So, season, I just think the season needs, needs to be over. They need to get away from some of the kids who stay here who who will be back needs to get away from Louisville. Do not get on Twitter. They don't need to get on Twitter. Uh, Nolan Smith needs to stay off Twitter because they ain't doing nothing but bashing. And I don't understand how you can want to coach down after year one. Like, we already a laughing stock. So you want to be more of a laughing stock than a coach goes after year one. Because you know, if they if they was a fire Kenny Payne after year one, you know how many. People's going, you know, people don't say you didn't even give them a chance. Yeah. Look at Georgetown. Kentucky fans Georgetown. are definitely going to say that. Georgetown, even though Patrick Ewing is losing, they gave him that chance to try to build a program. Fans ain't trying to give Kenny a chance. They want him fired. They want him fired 10 games ago. Well, let me ask you this question. If. He doesn't improve drastically, which obviously he probably will, right? It'd be hard to have two seasons like this back-to-back. But for some reason, let's just say that he doesn't improve the season and they have another season. Let's say they only win like six games, right? Do you think he should be fired at that point? I think it should be. I think it's going to be considered. You know, i say this at least give him three years at the most. I always do it though. I did it with Matt. I always, I said, Matt, his first year is a wash. You know, I'll, whatever coach we did, I always give him a wash their first year because you don't gotta, know what's going to happen. Yeah, you got to make changes and everything. You like got to make changes. The roster's going to turn over. But now in college basketball with the transfer portal, you can flip a roster so, so fast and win. Year two, if he wins six games, it might be looking ugly. It might look ugly. But so, I think Josh Hurd is stuck. You know, Josh Hurd, he says he's going to stick with his guns. He don't. He believes in Kenny. And uh, I think he's going to give him enough time. It's coming. It's so, coming. I know so, I know some of the some of the parents, I'm not to say some, I know some people who's in the, on the recruiting trail. Like I said, my brother, too, with PJ, he knows some guys. It's coming. I just need one kid to say, hey, I'm going to go. I'm gonna, here, we don't we we don't we believe in Kenny Payne, we're gonna make this coaching. And I think that one kid is gonna be uh part of Barack Bryant. Oh uh, yeah. I do. I do. That's what's up. So what so what would you uh feel comfortable saying would be a success for next season? A success for next season? Oh, if, he, if if he don't win uh if he don't win at least five games this season, uh shit. If he wins twenty games next year, they don't Celebrate like we won the uh, championship. We're gonna be on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> My posse's on Broadway. <laughs> but like you well, said, yeah, though, I, with the turnover, man, with the transfer portal, it's possible. It if, is possible. 
Yeah, man. You can. It's very, it's very possible, and I and I believe he can get out there and get the playoffs. You know, it's it's I ain't gonna say it's all new for him, but like you said, when you when you make that NBA, when you, when you go to the NBA for a couple of years and then you come back, stuff something changed since Kenny left. Yeah. When Kenny, when Kenny left, we didn't have a transfer portal. So, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna flip the roster. I think next year will be a lot better, a lot more, more, way more competitive. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, with me, I kind of feel like the same way as you, right? Like I feel like you do got to give the coach a few years to get his feet wet. Um, unless you get a situation like Calipari where Calipari brought in two or three top recruits. Uh, you know, he added a couple more to Kentucky. So that was a little different situation because he came in ready and, and locked and loaded. Um, and obviously Kenny has not. Um, but. And Cal came from Memphis. He came from another college. So. Right. Exactly. And he had already had basically restored established the relationships with the kids and he was gonna have the number one class at Memphis and then he at Memphis, did, yeah. I think if he, he stayed at Memphis, he would have had John Wall cousins him there. Yeah, and, and uh Xavier Henry was there with him too. So uh he would have been ready like, to like, like, like I was saying my brother talks to PJ Washington, he be telling me some man kids would be stupid not to go listen to Kenny. He said, man, he said he'll tell you Kenny's the one he said Cal just came and closed the deal. Kenny's out there doing them numbers with us, you know, at our games, in there with our family. When it's time for us to sign, then Cal come. He said, but Kenny was the one in practice, you know, getting up. He said, man, Kenny got me ready for the NBA. Right. I shit you not, man. I shit you not, but people just got to give the man time. So let me let me ask you that question then, because Kenny was an assistant at that time. How do you... uh? How do you feel about the assistance that y'all got right now? Like, are you do you do you like all of them? Do you feel like some of them maybe should be uh, you know, maybe their positions should be considered for other people? Like, how how do you grade them? Um, I know Nolan. Nolan's been doing good. Nolan's been out on the recruiting trail, talking to kids and Danny Manning. They they they've been out there. It's just it's just to get a kid to, to commit. You gotta get that first kid to say, I'm gonna be the one to change Louisville. You gotta get them to believe in your culture and believe in your in your uh in what you're doing at Louisville. One thing, the first thing I, I say we should we need to do is get the fuck away from Adidas. Mm. Everybody keep talking about the contract with Adidas. We have a big contract with Adidas, but Adidas is the one that put us uh uh Adidas rep is the one who got us in trouble with the FBI. <laughs> That right there should be enough for, hey, let's terminate this contract. Because I'm telling you right now, Nike and Jordan, they will take Louisville. Yeah. Nike most definitely will take Louisville because Phil Knight, you right. know, he's real good, real good friends with Kenny. Yeah, I believe that for sure. And uh, some kid, and, and, a, guy, and a, guy, a guy on Twitter that I follow, a recruiting guy, said that out of the top 100, only six kids have has committed to Adidas school. I mean, if you really think about it, most of the top recruits play uh, EYBL. EYBL, yeah. You know, um, you might have some sprinkled in the top 50 uh, that might do like uh, the Adidas or the Under Armour joints, but majority of them do play EYBL, though. 
so. right with Nike. Yeah. You know what Nike does. Nike's gonna send you all the Nikes, the Nike bag, Nike socks, Nike wristbands, the Nike headbands. Man, don't nobody want to wear Adidas. <laughs> don't nobody want to wear Adidas, man. Now Donovan Mitchell got some nice shoes, and James Harden got some nice shoes, but that's it. When you with Nike, like you look at y'all, y'all wear Lebrons. Right. You can wear LeBron's. Got, you can we wear we got some of the Kyrie. Yeah, we Kyrie had we Kyrie. had the Kyrie's though. Yeah, Kyrie. Now John Moran's doing with Nike. He's gonna have his signature. Uh uh freak. His shoes is nice. And they comfortable to hoop hoop in. I actually got a pair of his joints. <laughs> hey. And they, was, and they wasn't even expensive because I ain't want to go out and buy no expensive basketball shoes. So I went and found them for like eighty dollars. I said, hey, "Let me see what they were talking about." And and I, I actually like nice them. Colors too. He got yeah. some nice colors. Yeah, yeah, his joints is all right. Um, speaking of, but speaking of that, since you was bringing up the Adidas stuff, I want to ask. And you also said something about culture, right? Do you think that coaches need to just get a, away from the whole idea of culture and just start talking about the money? Like, do yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, Tini, Yeah, you need to. Cause I know it was a few, it was a few coaches out there like uh I think Kenny might have been one of them uh, Nebraska's uh, football coach was another one Mark, and they was uh, talking about we want kids that want to come and and be a part of the tradition and all I just think kids don't give a fuck about that no they more. They don't give a fuck now, now that they're able to be paid. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Open that checkbook up. And and yeah, I think I think it applies to Kentucky as well. Like I think um the days of kids growing up and being like, man, I just want to play for Big Blue Nation or whatever. Now me being from Lexington, of course that would apply to me and some of the other kids from the surrounding areas. But the average kid that's not born and raised in this environment probably don't really care that much. They just want to play where they got the best opportunity to play, make the most money, and potentially go to the pros. So I kind of feel like the days of 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 talking culture to these kids is over with. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, they they at the, at this point it's like how much can you pay me? Who can who 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 can put out the more money to get me? And that's how it is in the NBA. Yeah, that's how it is in, in the NBA. And I and I told my wife, my my wife laughed at me. She's like, you hate Kentucky. She said, but if my son, you know, he, he plays football. He's young though. He's seven. Plays basketball too. She said, if he was a high high recruit and Kentucky was recruiting him, would you send him? Around? I said, John Tyler Frazier, yeah, yeah, I send him. Around. I know in that year he's gonna have my son get ready to get drafted. If my son is that, yeah, that's one thing I say about y'all. He do get the kids drafted. He do. And everybody just say they can go somewhere else and get drafted. Yeah, they can. But his kids get but the second spoken. contracts that be like hundred and fifty. Hundred and fifty, but that exposure that Kentucky basketball has. Yeah. He get the the, he, the little uh the draft combine for him and all that type draft of stuff. combine. Yeah, you have have all the NBA all the NBA scouts come around and scout just your players, tell them what they need to work on. Yeah, I'm not. But they just need to give uh uh Tenny Tenny time. Just need to give them time. Yeah. But man. when when this ship get when this ship get right, all them fans who I don't want no because you well what, what's that saying? If you wasn't with me when I was down, don't be with me when I'm up. Right. Well, you started know, from the bottom. Look, started from the bottom. Now we here. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Kentucky fans been going through a little bit bit of that too this year, man. It's been a rough year for us too. We ain't been 
you know, we just been having a whole lot of inconsistencies. We've been on an emotional roller coaster, man. One minute we want Cal fired, the next minute we love Cal again. Uh, we don't like Wheeler right now. We was mad at Oscar, and then Oscar went crazy. We love Oscar again. Shit's been wild. This this whole basketball season been kind of crazy for everybody, except unfortunately Kansas is doing all right. Yeah, um, Kansas is doing all right. They yeah, almost got. Yeah, we, yeah, we got Kansas. Uh, they almost got busted the other night, man. But um, they pulled it out. So that's probably the only uh team that was good last year that's consistently like transitioned over to this season. Everybody else been struggling, man. Everybody, Duke, Kentucky, Carolina, Michigan's struggling. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, this, I'm gonna tell you, this tournament is wide open this year. Like, yeah, when yeah. I do my bracket, I ain't gonna know who to pick to win. <laughs> man, uh, and and now I got to start paying attention to some other teams that I never ever cared about, like Houston. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I never cared about watching Houston hoop. Uh, it's it's a lot of them, man. That like, I'm like. It shocks me still that they even ranked like where they ranked, but you know, like Purdue right now. I tell you, Purdue right now, they they look like the head on head favorite. But you know, you get in that tournament, you can lose to anybody. Oh, trust me, we know that. <laughs> yeah, you, you you can lose to anybody, but Purdue, Purdue, Purdue looks tough. They they got a big guy, big like seven three. He just man that. Yeah, and and that's what I would I would actually hate. Uh, for us to run into some teams with some legitimate size because that's where we struggle at. Like, Oscar kind of struggles against the the real tall dudes. So, uh, that's one thing I would hate to uh, see is us run into some team with some real deal height, man. But we still got to win some more games to get off his bubble because right now it's still, uh, it's still a mystery of what, how our season's going to end too. So, I think y'all be straight, man. Cal, Cal has that right. I better hope he don't go test us though. <laughs> hey, man. Because, hey, don't get me wrong. UK got the bag. That's got that oil money. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, man, shit, I thought uh, at that time, if that offer was real, shit, I thought he should have went on and took it because at that time it was looking real bad for him at Kentucky, and he ain't going to get no $11 million at Kentucky. Um, and then, think about it. At Texas, they, they, they are football, so if you just – Go to the what Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight with them, you know, make the tournament every year. You, they ain't no ass for your head. Yeah, they never had a a coach that actually won a championship at that school ever. Right. So, so, so he would be the first. Win one title. He and he would be the first one that's even ever won somewhere. Uh, won one somewhere else that actually been on campus. Yeah. So let let him go where, because you know, if he leaves Kentucky, a recruiting class going with him. Yeah, and and I was I was talking to. Uh, Damn, I don't know what happened. My shit done went out of focus. Uh, but I was uh, I was actually telling my dad. I said, "Man, shit, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Reed Shepard left too." Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I said that, that might be the only one we could count on. But damn, I couldn't even write it off for real. Reed's tough. They a lot of people don't give him a lot of a lot of credit. But uh, yeah, I, I think so too, man. Reed's tough. Yeah, like uh, I seen Reed play against uh some stellar competition. I I seen Reed play against some good competition and, and stand up. So I think Reed died. Yeah, Reed, Reed Reed's tough. Now, that's why I be I be telling people when I be on Twitter, and they be say, "Are you hating on Reed?" I say, "I just don't see because you have DJ, Rob, and Edwards, and and Justin Edwards." 
So how many minutes is Reed really gonna get? Probably like ten, maybe twelve. But to me, I think he deserves fifteen, eighteen minutes. Yeah. He he can be that starter. Yeah. So it just depends. Cal Cal needs to make sure that boy gets some nice minutes. Yeah. Uh, fortunately for him, he does look like a pretty consistent jump shooter, so that might help him, man. Like he might uh have a little CJ Frederick role that he might could fill. Uh, so we'll see, man. But anyways, man, as always, nice talking to you, brother. Uh, keeping me up with with Louisville and everything like that, man. I'm sure we'll get back at it once or twice more for the season's over with. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for coming on, brother, and we'll we'll, we'll do it again soon. Man, thank you for having me, bro. I, I, I love your podcast, brother. Thank Appreciate you. Thank you. you. Good thing, man. Yes, sir, man. Talk to you later. All right, buddy. All right, buddy.